Uh, well, I want to welcome you to Walk Church again today, and I'm so glad that you made the decision to come to church on the last weekend in November. Come on, tell the person next to you, say, I'm so glad, tell them, say, I'm so glad that you woke up today and you made it to church. Come on, that's a big deal, amen? I'm, everybody say this with me together out, say this with me loud so that online can hear it. Everybody say online. I'm so glad you're online. Don't log off. All right, thank you for helping me out there today. Online, we love you. Go ahead and lean in with us today, and we're grateful to be here at Walk Church uh, together. We're in this series that we've titled Level Up. Everybody say level up. Level up. It's time to level up. We're, we're leveling up. We're not going backwards, amen? The past is in our past. Let it be back there. Press on forward toward the prize. Press on, focus together on getting better. We're here to get a little bit better. Each week, if you get a little better, a full year later, you're going to be far ahead of where you were last year. And so we're leveling up. This is actually the final week in our Level Up series. This is actually week number 12. And if you haven't leveled up by now, all right, in some area of your life, then just, hey, check it out. It's okay. Go back and watch the last 11 sermons Maybe they'll help you in some capacity. This is week number 12, the final week in our Level Up series. Hey, if this is your first time here at Walk Church, welcome home. I hope that you feel valued and seen because you are valued and you're loved by the one who made you, God himself. And this church has been praying that you would make it to church today. And so again, so glad we're leveling up here together. My name's Hayden Ratner and I'm the senior pastor here at Walk and I'm excited to jump into the word today. So if you're ready, say ready. If you're hungry, say, let's eat. let's eat. Let's eat, let's eat. When we're thinking about the phrase level up, let me give you a couple definitions to help you frame up what we're talking about when we say level up. Level up means to go to a higher level or standard. It means to increase or improve something. It's to make a move in your life for the better. Maybe you're at a, a, a crossroads in life right now and you're like, okay, I need to make a move. I need to make a decision. I need to go to a higher level. I need to increase my standard. I need to increase or improve something in my life. Maybe it's your time in the Bible. I need to increase that. Come on, I, I think that we can all say we need to level up in our prayer life, amen? Maybe today you might say, I need to level up in my giving. I need to level up in my loving. I need to level up in my focus, in my attempt. I need to level up my communication. I need to level up my worship. Amen. I don't know what that looks like for you. I just know that everybody in this church has some area that they can get better at, that they can level up in. And I'm excited to be a part of a family, big family, of everybody just leveling up. Like that should be a common question. What are you leveling up in? and we can all get better together. And so that's the definition of what it looks like to level up. What we want to do as a church family is we want to take our DNA as a church, our language, the thing that makes up Walk Church. If you cut Walk Church open, what comes out? That's our DNA. We want to take those intentional words, language, statements, and say, how can we level up in these areas? So let me just, I'm gonna give you the, the setting, and then we're gonna finish up with the, the last part of our series, our mission. Our mission at Walk Church is why we exist. It's to free people to walk in Jesus. The reason why Walk Church exists is to make disciples. Here's how we find, define a disciple. A disciple is somebody who's been set free by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And we, here's how we say it. Freedom is good. Oh, man, freedom is so good. But freedom with a purpose is even better. Freedom is good. When Jesus unlocks the jail cell of your sin debt, when you're imprisoned to sin and shame and on your way to a final destination of eternity in hell, and Jesus shows up at the courting house and says, no, no, I wanna pay for your sin. I wanna, actually, I wanna die and take your payment on the cross for you, open up the prison cell, and then I wanna give my spirit to you so that you can walk in this freedom. That's the gospel, amen, right? It's, that, that's good news. That in itself is good news. It's even better when you live it. It's even better when you experience it. So we're, we're into freeing people to walk in Jesus. The very life Jesus lived 2,000 years ago, he lives today through his church. We literally are the hands, the feet, the eyes, the heart. 
of Jesus. His spirit is guiding us, leading us. And man, that's so good. That's fresh. That's what we want to do. That's what we define as making disciples, freeing people to walk in Jesus. Now, maybe you would ask, how do you know? How do you know when somebody's set free to walk in Jesus? Well, we boil Jesus's life down to doing four primary things. And we said, when people are doing these four things, they're walking in Jesus. They're walking in freedom. This is our vision. Our vision here at Walk Church is our mission realized. Our mission comes to life when people do these four. If you're ready, say ready. When people know God, not just know about God. Uh, young lady in our church, Jessica, got baptized last week. Come on, she got some shout outs. I loved it. She, every, any, when anybody gets baptized at Walk, we always give them a chance to share their why. Why are you getting baptized? And I love what she said. She said, because for the majority of my life, I knew about God, but I didn't know God. It's one thing to know the facts and stats of God. So it's, it's, it's neat to know that Jesus actually was born of a virgin, walked on water, died on the cross, rose from the grave. But until you apply the miraculous works of Jesus to your life, until the cross becomes your cross that he died on, you might not fully understand. You can get to know God. This can't just be a book full of words. This has to become life for you. You get to know God, the word of God, right? Get to know him, to find community. Jesus doesn't walk alone. Jesus isn't the the lone ranger superhero who comes down to earth from heaven, does all his stuff by himself, and then just flies away into the sunset, right? It's not Jesus. No, no, Jesus is born into community. Jesus lives in community. Jesus walks in community. And his community is a bunch of people that are messed up. Like Jesus didn't call and recruit the best fishermen. He recruited average fishermen. He recruited tax collectors, zealots, thieves. <laughs> I don't know why he picked Judas. Maybe so that you could relate, all right? Yeah, I just called you that. Sorry. We all got a little, some struggle in us, okay? None of us are perfect in the room. We're being perfected by the one who's perfect, Jesus. Amen? And he walks in community. So, so listen to me. I know if you're an introvert, this is a part in the sermon you don't like. But you'll never be fully walking free until you walk in community. There's something about community that unlocks freedom in your life. I want to encourage you to find it. To discover your purpose. Jesus had a clear purpose. He said, I have come to seek and to save those who are lost. Praise God. Amen. In 1 John, he says, I have come to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to make a difference. Amen. He had a purpose. He made a difference. It's one thing for Jesus to just say, hey, there's a bunch of prophecies written about me. One day, there's going to be a virgin. She's going to give birth to the Messiah. And he's going to save their people from their sins. It's a really great prophecy. You know what's even better? When it happens. Come on, we're getting ready for Christmas here at Walk. Like, Jesus actually did do all the things that were proclaimed that he would do. He made a difference. So our mission realized is our vision. People knowing God, finding community, discovering purpose, make a difference. Which one do you need to level up in? I think all of us can say we need to level up in one of these. Maybe you need to level up in the mission, freeing people to walk in Jesus. It's knowing God, finding community, discovering purpose. If you got all that, say, I got it. This is what we want to see. That's our vision. Now, not only do we have mission here at Walk, we have vision here at Walk, but we also have what we call values. Values here at Walk, values create the culture of Walk. So I, I like to say it like this, values create culture. Check out the shirt, bang, right? <laughs> values create culture. I want, I want people to know that, I wanna see that, feel that, pick up a shirt today, praise the Lord. Values create culture. Col culture is so important. Church, I want to just remind you the power of culture. I like how Peter Drucker says it in his leadership book. He says, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So it's one thing, Pastor Hyden, for you to say, yeah, we got a mission and we got a vision. To know God, find community, discover person, make it. If you don't have a culture where those things can happen, they won't. The culture has to be a place where mission can live, where strategy and vision can thrive and go forth. So we're, we're into creating a culture here where disciple making can happen. Amen? 
we're, into, uh, we're trying to establish a culture here where freedom can take place. You ever been to a place and you're like, you know what? This isn't a culture of freedom, so I'm not going to say nothing. Make sense? Have you ever been to a place where you, you felt like the culture was not too friendly, so you kind of just distanced yourself? One of the greatest compliments I ever got about Walk Church was when uh, a friend of mine who does ministry with athletes said, I can't wait to bring my team to church and not have to apologize before we go in. I thought that was so powerful. He goes, most times when I take my team to church, I have to apologize because this ain't the culture. And what I love about Walk Church is we're establishing a culture where people can come in and experience freedom, bring all of their perfect imperfections, John Legend, right? And come in and be loved by King Jesus. He knows you already. He wants you to level up. Praise God that he doesn't let us stay where we're at. Like it's okay to not be okay, for sure. But just don't stay there. Keep, keep getting better. We're breathing, amen? So we're leveling up in our values and values create culture. Let me give you a definition for the word culture. Culture is the way of life of a particular people. In this case, it's us. We're the particular people, as shown in their ordinary behavior and habits, their attitudes toward each other, their moral and religious beliefs. That's what culture is defined by Cambridge Dictionary. So what we're talking about when we talk about values, when we say our values here at Walk Church, we're talking about the ordinary behavior and habits that we walk in as a church. Does that make sense? If you got all that, say, I got it. All right, I'm about to go into the values. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for leveling up over the past 12 weeks with us. You're helping us get there. And now, right now, God, as we look into the last three values and finish this series, I ask you for help. Holy Spirit, preach this sermon through me and give people what they need to level up in Jesus' name. We'll give you the glory. Amen. Amen. Last week, we'll put up the values here on the screen, and we got it here on the sign. Last week, we talked about the first three values. God dependence. Everybody say God dependence. Authentic community. And life-giving atmosphere. If you're a first-time guest, would love for you to go back and watch last week's message. We talked about how we're a God-dependent church. We pray a lot. We, we love the word. We don't just preach stories, we preach the word. We are dependent. The word dependent means reliant upon for everything. It's not like, hey, we go to God for certain things, we go to others for other things. No, we are dependent upon God for, come on, everybody say everything. everything. We're a God-dependent church. Authentic community. This is not a church to be fake at. Right? Sometimes we deceive ourselves into thinking, okay, I'm at church, and if I share my struggle, people will think I'm fake. The reality is, if you don't share it, you're being fake, <laughs> right? And th this isn't to pressure you to have to share anything. Please don't hear that. What I'm saying is we're, we're creating a culture where realness is who we are, right? Who you are is who you are. <laughs> be real. Come on, be authentic. The word authentic means genuine. Realness, And so we want to have a culture that we're establishing where we call each other out, not in a harsh way, but in a loving way. Amen? Amen? Where we talk to each other, we share the truth with each other, we're authentic with each other, we're getting better together. Life-giving atmosphere. We love atmospheres that create space for life, not death. We want people to experience life in everything we do. It's part of our culture here at Walk Church. Now we're gonna make our way into the second half of the values as we finish up our Level Up series. The first one being generous living. Everybody say generous living. Generous living is the, the value that we're gonna speak to today. I wanna talk about the power of generous living and all that comes from generous living and really what I mean when I say that phrase generous living. That we wanna be a church that is defined by generosity. Hear me, a culture of generosity. Culture is not just what you say on a screen, it's how you feel when you're there. My prayer is that while you're around people, 
that call Walk Church home, you just sense generosity. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you just like being around generous people? Amen? Now, how many like being around stingy people? No, no hands up, right? No, don't look at the person next to you. Don't be like, he's talking about you, right? I, lo- I love generosity. I love being around. Like, one thing that, that, that frustrates me, if I can just be authentic with you, one thing that frustrates me is when you, when you go to a place like Chipotle, all right, and they give you, like, a really big scoop of chicken, just dump it on there. You know, then they shake a little off. Like, Why you got to shake a little off? Why you gotta, there's a great scoop of chicken. Just, just turn that thing. Great, good scoop of rice. Ah, a little too much. Now be generous with your scoop, amen? Hey, well, if you work at any of those places here at Walk, I love you. Just, I'm, just, I'm, being, I'm bearing my soul to you right now. I love generosity. I like a generous scoop, amen? Generous living. We want to be a full scoop church, Amen? Full Scoop Church. Like, like when people, when, when, if you work at one of those spots, people will be like, ooh, I'm glad that person's working. They do a good, they did a generous scoop, amen? Generos, let me give you the definition for generous. Ge- generous. Here's, here's the definition from Oxford. Showing a readiness to give more of something, amen? As money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. Generous is a readiness to give even more than what's expected. Generous is not just giving. Generosity is saying, I want to give even more. Being generous is saying, you know what? I'm ready to give more. I didn't show up not being able to give something today. I actually, I actually showed up ready to give more than what was expected. That's an attitude of generosity. Can I just go ahead and ask you, do you know who modeled this better than anybody else? Y'all got it. Y'all been listening. If you don't know the answer, just go with Jesus. Amen. It's a principle for life. He modeled this better than anybody. Everybody say prove it. Okay. Thank you. John chapter three, verse 16. For God so loved the world. What a remarkable statement, amen? It doesn't just say God so loved the church. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is a level of generosity that the Father in heaven would give his only son to save people like me and you to create a bridge back to God. That when Jesus was on the cross, he gripped the Father's hand with one hand, he gripped your hand with the other and brought you both together. Illustration from Billy Graham. I love that idea right there, that God loves people, but he doesn't just say, I love you, he demonstrates it, amen? It's one thing for God to say, I love you, as you're on your way to pay for your own sin. It's another thing for God to say, I love you, here's how. Jesus demonstrates his love for us that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. God loves by giving, amen? One way to demonstrate love is through giving, through through generosity. I was reading just recently about the amazing missionary, Amy Carmichael, who brought the gospel to India who made a difference with her life and moved to India to start orphanages, share the gospel, share life, share resources. I wanna put this picture in this quote up from Amy Carmichael. Here's a picture of her that was shot in her time engaging with some of the Indian children. Come on, read this quote with me, ready? Go. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. That friend, today you can say, hey look, I'll give something, but you still might not be generous. You can give and still not be loving. In fact, you can give selfishly, amen? I'm giving just to get. I'm giving just to say I gave. I'm giving because I have to, not because I get to. You can give without any love. But when you love somebody, 
when you love someone, when you love something, you can't help but to give to it. Giving is a, is a byproduct. Giving is the fruit that comes out of love. Amy said, I'm moving to India. I'm not moving to India just to uh, have a great Indian view, to try some amazing curry. She said, I, shout out to curry. She said, I'm moving here to give something. I got breath. I have resources. I know how to teach. I know how to love. I know how to give. I'm moving here to give. You can give without love. You can't love without giving. I want to encourage you, church. Let's be a church together, especially in this time of the year that is ready to give, ready to make a difference, ready to be generous, ready to not just help somebody, not just to give something, but to go even above that. That is a culture I want to be a part of. Amen. Don't you? I want to be a part of that type of culture. This truth, this principle is all throughout the Bible. But one place I found it to be true is also in the book of Proverbs. I don't know if you read the Proverbs every day, but you should get generous with the Proverbs. Proverbs 11, 24 through 25. Check this verse out. Principles of wisdom for today. One gives freely. Right there. I love that right there. One gives freely. That's culture yet grows all the richer. Hear that. Everybody say focus. focus. Hear that because you're thinking in your mind, oh my gosh, if I start giving, I'm going to grow poorer. That's not how it works in the kingdom of God. You can't outgive God. I dare you to try. I promise you he'll outgive you. Every, God will not let you outgive him. He will one-up you in your giving. I found this to be true in my life. I had to take a step of faith to test it. The only place in the Bible where God says test me is in, a, in the area of giving. Only place. One gives freely, grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Sometimes I meet with people and they say, man, I'm struggling. I, I, I can't figure it out with my finances. I feel like I need all these things but I don't have enough. I, you know what I ask people? How's your giving? Because if you're giving... God will take care of the rest. If you're withholding, you got to take care of the rest. <laughs> Withhold what you should give, you only suffer want. I didn't write this. I'm just, I'm, I'm submitting, we're God dependent. I'm submitting under the word. God, you tell me how to be generous. You tell me what to give. I'll just follow you. I gave up my opinion a long time ago when I started following Jesus. Like if you say, hey, pastor, what's your opinion on this? I say, I don't, what does it matter what my opinion is? Let's just ask the word. 25, whoever brings blessing will be enriched. I want to be a part of a church where people bring blessing. I don't know what you brought today. Maybe you brought your struggle. I hope you did. Bring your sins to Jesus. He'll forgive them. Bring blessing. Bring a word. Bring an encouragement. Amen? Bring blessing into this house. You'll be enriched. One who waters will himself be watered. The culture of Walk Church should be where we're watering each other. Amen? We're not, we're not condemning each other. Condemnation, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We're called to water. Some of y'all are planting seeds in other people's lives, and other people are watering those seeds. That's kingdom growth. Amen? Bring blessing. One gives freely, grows all the richer. Let me go ahead and show it to you in the message translation, which is a paraphrased translation of the Bible. Eugene Peterson translates this by saying, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Did you catch that? The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. I, I, I'm excited about what God's doing here at Walk. I just think it's just going to get larger and larger. I'm not talking about in a way where the church just grows and you don't know nobody. I think that we have an authentic community. So even as our church grows larger, it's going to grow smaller in the sense that you're going to know people. But I love this idea. The more generous we become, the more we can do with it. Amen. The more generous of a church we are, the more we're able to plant churches, make disciples, make a difference in our city, the nation, and the world. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. God is good to those who are generous. Amen? God has something up his sleeve 
to people who live out the principles of generosity. It's true. Psalm 112. Let me give you one more verse. I'll just give you one more. You know, I could give you like a thousand verses on this topic. We're going to have to do another sermon on this at some point, maybe during the Christmas season. Good will come to those who are generous. Did you catch it? Don't just come to church and allow the word of God to just glaze over you. Read it for yourself. Come on, let's read it together. Let's go. One, two, three. Good will come to those who are generous. It's a promise from God. Put that in your promise bank and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice. One of my goals for 2022 is to outdo my giving in 2021. Like, I, this, is not, this is not to boast in any way at all, I promise you, because it's been incremental. I believe tithing is the starting place for giving because if you can't give to what God calls you to give, then you're missing it on every other level because we can't say God's first if you don't honor him first with your finances, right? I'm just saying. God says your treasure is where your heart is. That's a great place to start. It's a great place. And plus, the, the math is crazy, right? God says, I'm, I'm giving you 100%. You get to keep 90. I'm challenging you to give 10. That's a great deal, <laughs> right? And God says, watch me work. I would rather live off 90, trust God with 10, than live off 100 and trust God with none. I'm just, I'm just challenging you right there, right? You, you got to figure that out, what that needs to be for you. But my, I said, okay, I want to move from 10% to 10.5% to 11%, right? I'm, 2022, I'm bumping up to 12. Come on, somebody, amen? I don't know, I'm just sharing it with, with you. I'm just being, per, I'm not, promise you. It's, I'm leveling up. Challenging you to level up. Figure out what that looks like for you. I, I don't know, you and God, you talk it out, you work it out. Have a good conversation with the Lord. I just know good's gonna follow it. Good's gonna follow it. Augustine says it like this, St. Augustine who really lived this out in his own life. He says, God is always trying to give good things to us, but our hands are too full to receive them. Don't, don't be so full of the world, of yourself, of your stuff, that God's like, I, I'm trying to impart something to you, and you, you over here hoarding everything else, why don't you be more generous? Be, be a giver. A couple years back, I remember having a stewardship team meeting. We have what's called a stewardship team here at Walk Church. Functions as a board in, in a way that, that speaks into, looks into our financials, making sure that we have accountability, stewardship, transparency on everything financial in our church. Uh, we don't take that area lightly. And so we want to make sure that we are always leveling up and making sure that we're accountable and transparent in our finances. Well, one time we had a stewardship team meeting. And y'all know I love to do merch, amen? amen. Come on, amen. Alex is with me over there. I love merch because I love being a walking billboard for Jesus, for our church, for whatever, for values, amen? Right? Values create culture. Merch creates culture, right? But my problem is whenever I order a bunch of merch, I just like to give it all away. Get excited about it. And the stewardship team said, Pastor Hyden, we're so glad that you have vision for merch. We want you to do merch. We want you to order merch. But you can't keep giving it all away. <laughs> Let people buy it. <laughs> and that's hard for me because I just want to be generous, amen? Right, so with that said, I mean, even with this, I just said, okay, well, I can't preach a message like this and not have something to, generous to say, right? So it's, it's minimal, but everything at the merch shop today is 25% off, all right? So it's just something to add, and if you go to the Walk Merch website, look at these awesome folks up here. We, we launched our merch website, first ever walkmerch.com website. So if you go to walkmerch.com, you can use the code level up and get 25% off of your order, and you, you can just even select pickup. Right, You don't have to pay a shipping fee. We figured that out a little bit late, so sorry if you already ordered that. We can get it to you. Um, but yeah, we want to we wanna bless you with things. And can I just say this? If you really want a, a shirt or something and you're just like, I just 
I don't have it. We will bless you with it. Okay? Just be like, hey, I really want one. I just don't got it. What will probably happen is because we have a culture of generosity, somebody will say, I'll get it for you. If not, I'll get it for you. Come on, right? That's the culture we're trying to establish. Generous living. Generosity changed the world. I, I, mm, I love generosity. Let me go ahead and move into the second one. The second one is intentional honor. Intentional. One of our culture values here at Walk is intentional honor. I was speaking recently at a, a ministry in Atlanta, and they said, hey, Hyde, you're the honor guy. I was like, man, wait, thank you. Thank you for that uh, introduction. I'm the honor guy, right? No, no, we should all be honor guys and gals, amen? That I want our church to be a church that's filled with honor, where we honor one another. I'm gonna honor you, you're gonna honor me, and in turn, we're gonna honor the Lord together. God gets honor when we honor each other. One of our values is intentional honor. Let me put it up here on the screen. Everybody say go. All right, let's put it up here on the screen. Intentional means done on purpose, deliberate. Let me just share this really quick. Just hear me. When it comes to honor, you won't do it on accident. On accident, we'll drift to dishonor. In our own flesh, we'll tend to dishonor somebody instead of intentionally honor somebody. It's just something about our insecure, sinful nature. But friend, I want us to change the culture. I want us to change the reputation. In a, lot of, in a lot of spaces, the church of Jesus Christ is known for dishonor, not honor. Let's change the reputation. On purpose, deliberate, finding somebody to honor. Here's what honor means, to show somebody great respect, high esteem. To honor somebody is to say, I respect you greatly. In fact, I esteem you. I wanna, I wanna honor you. I wanna take a moment and just speak life over you and I wanna give you the honor that you deserve. Why are you, hey, people start feeling funny when you honor them, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, why are you talking all about, making me feel all good, you know, blushing a little, thank you, thank you, yeah. I just wanna, hey, why are you calling? Do you need something? No, I just call to honor you. Why, why are you making a post about me? Because we just wanna honor you. Why did you bless me with this gift? Just to honor you. Do you want anything back? No, I just want you to receive it. Why? Because that's our culture. It's intentional. It's very specific. Honor is a game changer. Let me show you this verse. Romans 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Can I tell you this? Pastor Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. The only scripture that I've found in the Bible, 66 books, that tells us to compete with each other is in the area of honor. The only verse that says, hey, you should outdo somebody is in the area of honoring somebody. Wow. Can we start having honor battles? <laughs> like, I'm going to honor you this week. I'm going to beat you. you. You're not going to outdo me this week. I'm going to out. Come on, hey, let me just give you a marriage tip. Ooh, spouses, outdo each other in showing honor. It's gonna take intentionality. You're gonna have to think about it. You're gonna have to pray about it. Hey, God, how can I honor this person? I just wanna take a moment to honor them. Be intentional with it. That's the culture of our church. I would even say, if you struggle with honor, might not be the church for you. If you want to grow in the area of honor, be challenged in the area of honor, this is the perfect church for you. Like we try, to, we try to go find moments to honor people. Maybe you feel it. Like every Sunday here at Walk, we're always honoring somebody. Yeah, it's intentional. It's part of our culture. We just started to put these out. You'll see these little blue cards on the back of some of the seats we don't have enough for today, which is an error on our part, but we'll have more next week, okay? But if you wanna find one after service or during the service, find one of these cards. It just says intentional honor, all right? And we're gonna make them a little bit bigger because we wanna give you more space to write, but here's what you can do. If you wanna honor somebody here at Walk Church, write your name, and then it says, who do you wanna honor? Write their name, 
And then what do you want to say? What's been cool is we've been seeing these come in throughout the last few weeks without me even talking about it. People are just honoring each other. I've seen different uh, cards come in throughout the weeks of people just say, hey, I just want to take a moment and honor Johnny P who was on worship earlier. I saw one of those cards come in recently. I saw one come in for Vanessa Woody. I just want to honor her for the way she serves. People are honoring each other, amen? So here's what we're going to do. We're, we're starting something new. If you're ready, say ready. ready. Every Sunday, we're going to pull one of these, and we're going to read it from the stage, all right? And we're just going to make somebody feel uncomfortable. We might even put a picture of them on the screen, and we're going to say, hey, Joe wants to honor blank, and let's just honor that person right now, Amen. We're gonna do that every week. So if you wanna honor somebody here at church, we might not even know them. Fill out this card, say my name. You don't even have to write your name if you don't want. Maybe it's an anonymous honor moment. I wanna honor this person and I wanna put this in here. God honors, honor, outdo each other in showing honor. E even right now, I just wanna honor somebody that is in the room. I didn't know he was gonna be in the room. I, I, I just, just saw him in the room. I just want to take a moment. I want to honor my brother, Showtime, Sean P., right here. Can you just stand really quick for me, Showtime? I just want to honor Sean Porter in the house right now, who just finished an incredible, amazing, legendary Hall of Fame boxing career. What a fight this past week. I had you up on my scorecard, all right? And Sean, I just want to honor you, Leticia, your amazing family, your kids. You're, in a, you're a kingdom couple. Your ceiling is a whole lot higher than boxing. You're going to continue to level up. And we honor you today, brother. Thank you for being in the Lord's house. And man, so grateful for the Porter family. Just want to honor you. Man, honored to be around you here today. So good. All right, I gotta, I'm running out of time. Let me go ahead and move into the third value. All right, third value is kingdom Collaboration, kingdom collaboration. Our last value that we really prioritize here at Walk is what we call kingdom collaboration, right? Generous living, intentional honor, kingdom collaboration. We are passionate, hear me church, about the kingdom of God. We are not interested in building a little Walk Church empire. It's not what we're interested in. We're interested in expanding God's kingdom working together to expand. One day, here's the startling, staggering reality. It's gonna be a little bit of a depressing thought, but hopefully it'll also be an encouraging thought. Here's the truth. One day, we're not gonna be here. Our clock is ticking, amen? The salt shaker has turned over. One day, walk church will not even exist but the kingdom of God will. Invest in the kingdom. That's a good investment. <laughs> the kingdom of God will press on. How do you know? You can go to Turkey right now to try to find the church in Ephesus. It's not there. You could go to Philippi, look for the Philippian church. Can I tell you something? It's not there. You could go to Galatia. Hey, I read this book in the Bible about the Galatians. Where's the Galatian church? Ah, that's, that's, that, that church died a long time ago. The, the, friend, listen. One day they'll be saying that about Walk Church. I hope not. But it's gonna happen. The kingdom of God moves on. Right? This world, this earth is not our home. Everything has a cycle. In the meantime, here's what we should do. We should work together to expand God's kingdom. We should collaborate together to push forth the kingdom of God, not just in Las Vegas, but to the nations, to, to the world. And here's what I've realized, that when we seek first the kingdom, everything else takes care of itself. Let me show you Matthew 6. Matthew 6, maybe you've memorized this verse. If not, it's a good idea to. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Don't focus on seeking the added. I need this, I need this, I need this. Here's what I gotta do, I gotta do this. And then you leave out the kingdom. You leave out his righteousness. If you focus on the kingdom of God, 
You focus on his righteousness, you'll start to realize everything you need you have. That God will just start putting into place. He'll start plugging in all the different plugins you, you need to thrive. When you seek first the kingdom of God, that is true for our church. That we are a kingdom-focused church. That we believe in the kingdom. We believe that multiplication is the language of the kingdom. That making disciples and sending disciples is the language of the kingdom. Friend, we are not just interested in addition. We're interested in multiplication. Here's why it's important for you to know that. Because you can't ever get too comfortable at Walk Church. What I mean is this. You might have the most amazing charge group. We love our charge group. We are like, no, we are, we are family. Nobody can break up our group. We're family. Well, guess what? That group needs to have a baby. That group needs to multiply. We, we never use the S word here at Walk Church. Split. Never. We never use that. We multiply. Multiplication is the language. of. Here's how the church grew in the book of Acts. Multiplication. Addition is cool. We count. There's a whole book in the Bible called Numbers. It's okay to count. Numbers are a good thing. Numbers represent people. Numbers represent names. But friend, the goal is multiplication. So one thing we're passionate about here at Walk, hear me, hear me. We love church planting. We love sending. I love how J.D. Greer said it in his book, Gaining by Losing. He says that God doesn't measure the church on its seating capacity, but by its sending capacity, right? It's not just about how many people are sitting down. It's about how many people are going out, amen? <laughs> sending, we love sending, right? So, so and, and we feel it. I'm not gonna say that it's, I'm, I'm oblivious to the reality of sending people and sending money and collaborating for kingdom's sake. We just believe kingdom collaboration is better than just growing fatter. <laughs> sending people to use their gifts. Like I, I was just talking with our, our guy, Pastor Joseph Gibbons from Favor City Church. Joseph and Kristen planted Favor City. They're about two months old. And we were able to send some of our youth leaders that uh, a girl came to know Christ here, Alina and Arias, are now leading in youth ministry at Favor City, crushing it, doing so great. I'm excited about that, amen? We're, we're collaborating together. We're, we're over here at Schofield. They're over there at Green Valley High School. That's kingdom collaboration. I'm excited about our guy, Pastor Ryan and Kirsten Ivy. They're meeting at a jujitsu gym in Mountain's Edge, setting up. They were able to walk with the gym owner, introduce them to Jesus. It's a jujitsu gym. They're doing jujitsu class. Come on. God, the kingdom of God is bigger than this Sunday. The kingdom of God goes into Monday, goes into your business, goes into the boxing gym, goes into the, to the atmosphere, goes into real estate, goes into the bank, goes into the hospitals, amen? The kingdom of God is at work in and through us everywhere we go, this kingdom. The kingdom of God's here at this school. We were here this past week, showed up, blessed the Schofield faculty with a Thanksgiving feast to send the teachers into Thanksgiving break. I'll, I'll just show you a couple of pictures. I, I loved it. This is me and Principal Nett. We were all pumped up. This is some of the, the staff coming through the line. Principal Nett was like, man, we did a, uh, we did a, uh, I'm trying to think what you call it. We basically just did a, a Mexican Thanksgiving dish, all right? And they, that, that was their choice, by the way. They were like, we wanna diversify it. And it was so good. And everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, was eating. I was watching all the teachers engage and I was watching the counselors engage. And so many people were coming through the lines. Some teachers just moved here. They just started going here. They said, wow, we, we've done potluck where we have to bring something. We've ever, never had somebody bring it to us. What is this? This is kingdom. This is kingdom collaboration. We love collaborating with, with Schofield to see the kingdom come forth, right? Uh, just uh, last month, I got a magazine in the mail. I'll show this magazine to you on the screen. This magazine is Outreach Top 100 Reproducing Churches in America. And somebody said, dude, walk churches in the magazine. I was like, for real? Right, we were in the list. We were listed as one of the top 100 reproducing churches in 2021. Come on. I was pumped up. 
I was like, oh, that is us. We are, we in the magazine. We made the magazine. Here's why. Because we're, we're focused on kingdom. Like if we were folk, we were all about just, hey, we just gotta get more people in the room, more people, more butts and seats. We gotta just do that. The church grows fatter, but, but, but doesn't grow stronger, right? Like I, I love, we, we do wanna grow. We do wanna fill every empty seat. I've never seen an empty seat get saved. I wanna see people get in the seats, amen? But I wanna see people know God, find community, discover purpose, and start making a difference. Like I can't wait for somebody that's in this room to catch a church planting call and that from this room will say, you know what, I'm called to this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do an apprenticeship here at Walk Church at my church. I'm gonna get sent out to plant a new church out of this church and it's gonna be so kingdom, amen? Like, here, let me just go and say, I know that's why my brother Josh and Amy Carter moved to Las Vegas, amen? I see my brother Josh over here planted an amazing church in Portland, Oregon. Remedy City Church, still, we, we, we took multiple trips out there. Church is still going today. Pastor Josh and Amy said, I'm gonna move to Las Vegas for the kingdom because I wanna see more churches grow. I wanna see more churches multiply, healthy, reproducing, making a difference, making disciples. I love that. I wanna honor you, Pastor Josh and Amy. You guys are making a difference in the city. I, I hear it everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I hear it. I believe it. Multiplication is key. Multiplication is key. So this is the language of our church. We collaborate. Like, let me go ahead and show you this verse. This is the final verse. Worship team, you can get me off the stage, all right? Ecclesiastes 4.9. Can y'all just say this with me? Say this with me. Two are better than one. Amen? That, why, why do we talk about collaboration? Because two are better than one. Like, one is good, but two are better than one. A famous African proverb, right? It says, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together, right? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. When we lock arms together, when we collaborate together, when we work together, we go farther. There's a good reward in that. Like the definition of collaboration, if we have it up, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. The definition of collaboration is this. It's working together. Collaboration means working together to achieve a goal. Working together to achieve something. What do we want to achieve? We want to see the kingdom expand. So we work together for that. We collaborate because two are better than, I love working with FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes, right? We have some of our team, Kinsey, our young adult director, George, our youth director, also serve on the FCA staff. And so during the week, you didn't know this, they're at Mojave High School, bringing pizza, sharing the gospel. They're at Delso High School, bringing pizza right, sharing the gospel, walking with students. Uh, Kinsey, how many schools do we have? Seven, Seven schools, are be uh, all throughout, you don't know this. But I want you to know, kingdom collaboration, UNLV campus, God's moving, right? Like don't just get stuck in this thing right here. It's bigger, it's so much bigger, so much bigger. We wanna collaborate, work together, see it happen. Our church has planted two churches. We have helped plant eight in our six years. We have, we're partnering globally, amen? Amen. We, we're looking at sending a mission team to Mumbai, India in April. We're thinking about this. Maybe you're interested in something like that. Put it on a connection card. Say, I wanna make a difference. I wanna take a trip. I wanna lead a trip. I wanna get in the game. I wanna encourage you, whatever that looks like. We'll put these values up back up on the screen. Here, level up. Level up your God dependence. Level up your authentic community. Get a little bit more real this year. Level up your life-giving atmosphere. Am I life-taking or am I life-giving? Level up your giving. Generous living. Generosity is not just giving. Generosity is an attitude. You might, you might say today, you know what? I don't got anything to give. You can give a thank you. You can hold a door, amen. You can show love. You can say, hey, you know what? I, I, can, I can give you an honoring word. An honoring word might go further than money, amen. Intentional honor, kingdom collaboration. We, we're partnering with Angel Tree. You heard Miss Donna share about that last week. She's gonna be right there in the back next to the Christmas trees. Angel Tree is giving gifts to people that are, are imprisoned to their children. So maybe you can stop by Angel Tree booth. You can say, hey, kingdom collaboration. I'm gonna grab one of these little trees. 
I'm gonna get this gift for this child who God loves, amen? Make a difference. Values create culture. But as I was finishing this sermon, I'll put that up on the screen. Values create culture. But can I just say this? The Lord spoke this to me. Not only do values create culture, but values change culture. Values create culture, but also values. If you wanna see the culture, does anybody wanna see the culture change in Las Vegas? You wanna see it change? Pastor West said it, less known for the city of sin, more known for the city of him. Less, less, you wanna see the culture change? Your values have to change. If you want the culture of your home to change, change your values. These are the values of Walk Church, amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you have given us these values over the last six years and thank you that we're living them. Thank you that we wanna level up in these areas, not because we have to, but because we want to, we get to, we choose to. Level up our worship now, God. And if there's somebody here today, Jesus, that didn't know that you loved them to die for them, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you as Savior right now, God, right now, would you open their heart to you, to you and your love, your grace, and would they get saved right now? If you need to get saved right now, just go ahead and put your hand up right now. If you need to get saved right now, you just know it, just you and God. Let him lock, lock arms, lock hands, lock fingers with you right now. God wants to love you. He wants to call you, call you to forgiveness, call you to freedom, call you to repentance. And just say, Jesus, I believe, I receive you. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. Forgive me, cleanse me, empower me, heal me, call me. I'm ready to go all in. I believe you died. I believe you rose. I believe you're coming again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.